abundant in volume yet scarce, soothing and relaxing yet bearing a devastating force. Defies the laws of physics and it can heal as much as it can harm. It is the source of life. I'm Idan, and from Israel Newtech and PI Media, this is Waterline. Welcome back to Waterline. Today we're talking about Watek Israel 2019 convention and trade show that will be held in Tel Aviv on November 18th through the 21st. And joining me in the studio are two people, Gili Elkin and Ari Goldfarb. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Gili, you are? A general partner in the Israel Colorado Innovation Fund and a board member at Kandu. And Ari, you are? CEO and founder of Kandu. And this is your second visit to our studio. And today you are under a different title. That's right. I'm also the co-chairman of Watek 19. Both of you are well-versed when it comes to the global water sector. And I am sure that you have been to more than 1,000 trade shows and conventions throughout the years. Am I right to assume that? So 1,000 is a bit too many, I think. But yes, we have experienced and participated in many water conferences in the U.S. So what is different here? Why should anyone come to Watek 19 in Tel Aviv? So there's a lot of difference in Watek 19. First of all, Watek is focused on technology. And the place to see new technologies is Israel. This is where the technology starts from. In Watek 19, what we will see is companies and the way they see the future. So the exhibitions that we will see is the way companies see their future, what they have in their roadmap, what they think, what they dream of, not their legacy products. But Israeli companies are not the only companies in the world when it comes to water technologies. There are great companies from Europe, from the U.S., India, China. So what's special, Gili? First, it's all about uh, the people here and about Tel Aviv, the, I think, in my mind, the greatest city uh, on earth. Um, so when you come here to Tel Aviv, you get to experience the culture, the food, the people. You get to interact uh, face-to-face with brilliant entrepreneurs, visit their sites, visit customers, get feedback about technologies, Um, experience something that you cannot experience in different places uh, in my mind. Trade shows and conventions are a great playground, as I see it, for people to meet, discuss, share ideas. Several years ago, I had the opportunity to interview a founder of a very big Israeli-based global company called Outbrain. They deal with content discovery. And the way in which they promote interaction between their employees. And he gave me this flow chart from the best to the least desired interaction that they promote. So first and foremost would be face to face. The least desired is sending emails. Now, it is something quite Israeli, face to face. How crucial is it for the water industry, this face to face? So first, 
Uh, you mentioned playground. I think there is a big difference between a U.S. playground and an Israeli one, whereas the U.S. playground is very structured and safe. The Israeli playground has a lot of balagan. How do you say that? <laughs> unstructured. Yeah, unstructured <laughs> uh, areas and fun places. And you take risks every time you go to playground. Uh, this describes, I think, the... Uh, innovation ecosystem here, maybe especially in water. Uh, the interaction in person, I think most transactions are closed over beer. Hmm. Um, in Israel? Yeah, in Israel. Uh, it's all about uh, developing uh, good relationships. And even in the U.S., I think um, most relationships there in the water industry uh, are needed to be face-to-face. -face. So this is why coming here to Israel to have beer with entrepreneurs, uh, play with them in their own play, uh, playground mm -hmm. uh, is the best way to create those very strong connections. You worked both in Israel and the United States, and you said that in the United States it is far more structured than in Israel. What are the benefits of this uh, agile structure, if I may? I think it contributes to the flow of information in a very informal way, so it's easier to communicate Uh, with each other and there is a very strong connections between all parts of the ecosystem so between government between water and wastewater utilities between and between entrepreneurs there are no barriers in communications very easy to just pick up the phone and call whoever you want and get help from different people in different positions no matter who they are information is transformed much more quickly and easily this way and uh, transactions here are being made uh, quicker. Ari, how easy is it for you being brought up in this informal culture once you meet formality? So as Gilly mentioned, business is always between people and uh, business got to do with relations and the water sector is not special in that. So when we come to new markets, We have to understand the new rules and we have to understand how to behave, which is different from our culture. Just to give you an example, when we developed our product for the first time, we had a box hardly working with an idea. We came to a client, we just literally knock on the door of water utility, explain to them what we want to do, and they said, okay, let's try it. So the official rela relations between vendors and And clients are not really exist. We both went together to these adventures as partners. We both tried new things and took risks, both sides. And that kind of relation, that kind of informal relations between technology providers and between clients, it's hardly exist in any other markets I've seen. But Israelis are not frivolous. I mean, you say we take risks, but Israelis are not completely frivolous. It's not as if, you know, eh, okay, just bring it on and we'll see what's going on. There is method to the madness. The way we see things is that we are ready and, and prepared to try new things. I don't think we are non-responsible. I think what we do is trying things, limit the risks, but not afraid of trying. And I don't think it's afraid of risk is afraid of trying and we are ready and interesting and curious to try new things and more than that we are ready to build partnership with our clients and with our ecosystem to try new things so you can find initiatives in Israel that comes together 
with clients and vendors and technology providers all together trying new things. And this can be this can happen only uh, when you have the ecosystem that support that. And that's what we have special in Israel. In our culture, we are ready to cross the lines. We are ready to invent new things. We are ready to take risks, but not just for taking risks. For trying new things, to break the status quo, to create new reality. And this is what's special in this culture. So effectively, it's a disruptive culture. So I prefer building new reality culture. So if you say that Israelis are not frivolous and irresponsible, but we do have this skill of uh, seeing risks for what they are and not being afraid of them, um, let's imagine three listeners, okay? One of them is an entrepreneur, one of them is an engineer, and one of them is an investor. And they're all on their way to Wotek. What should they expect once they land here? So entrepreneur can see here where you can dream about things and make them reality. And this is a huge playground. A huge playground when you have both partners and other entrepreneurs and the ecosystem that support them and both clients that are ready to try new things. It doesn't look at the status quo. It's something that they should live with. As the co-chair, who's waiting for these uh, entrepreneurs? So they can meet the international engineering firm like Hazen and Sawyer, DHV, Jacob, CDM, and others. They can also meet analytics firm like Hack. They can meet here some of the biggest operators in the world like Suez, Goagua, and others. And they can meet also clients, water and wastewater utilities from all over the world, from the U.S. Gilly, from the U.S., who's yeah. coming? So from the U.S., uh, they could meet utilities coming from... D.C., Maryland, California, Colorado, um, Texas, and other states. And we have also from Europe, so we have from Greece, Paris, Italy, and some other countries. We have what we did is coming from Australia and from the Far East. And we also have quite a lot of participants coming from India. This is a very important part in the, in the, conf- in, in the conference because we see the connection between people as important as understanding technologies. So it's important to us that people, when come here, they get good friends, new friends. They can get really see the, the, the ecosystem from inside. Let's talk about investors. You are an investor. Both of you talked about the ecosystem. We talked about the playground. And people who, who are parents can see that the state of play of kids is there are no boundaries. Everything is possible. Anything can be done. So, and I have the, the feeling that this informal way of doing things in Israel promotes this dialogue between people, no boundaries. But when you're talking about investments, there's this phrase, money talks and whatever walks. How sound would be an investment if you're talking about something which is very informal? Investments here Our sound correct so it depends on your definition of sound which I'm not sure I'm clear on but I think what investors can find here uh, when they meet the Israeli entrepreneurs they can find entrepreneurs that dare more uh, that are not afraid to uh, step out of their comfort zone trying new things um, Entrepreneurs that know that failure is just a milestone 
for success. So um, what's unique about, I think, the entrepreneurial ecosystem here is that entrepreneurs are encouraged to fail again and again and again until they succeed. And you can see that in every aspect of their business. How uh, important is failure? Uh, very much. I think that's the, be- the fastest way to learn things and uh, fix your mistakes. So, But as, a, as an investor, I wouldn't want to work with someone who fails on purpose because then, you know, the, my money goes down the drain. Yes. Or am I mistaken? Um, no, you could be right. Um, everyone has uh, his own approaches. But uh, my approach is that um, first, entrepreneurs, they do not fail on purpose. But uh, everyone, I think, needs to fail. And that's the only way to... Uh, try new things and to dare and and when you fail you it's the fastest way to improve your business and it's not the end of the day that you are failing it's just small failures and this one I learned from the CIO of Denver Water Chris Dermody he keeps saying that in conferences he says we want to make sure that there are very small failures on the way that brings us to very big successes at hmm. the end of the day. And this is the approach of the entrepreneur. So it's not that the goal is to fail. The goal at the end of the day is to succeed. But on the way for success, there must be many, many failures in order to get to the success as fast as they can. How easy is it to cut a deal in Israel? Well, it's not the easiest thing uh, to uh, negotiate with an Israeli company. Are and you trying to drive people <laughs> away from Wotek? No, I'm, I'm just being honest. However, um, what I'm trying to say is that in order to learn how to negotiate and cut deals with Israeli entrepreneurs, and I must say that there are so many brilliant entrepreneurs here in Israel, the best way is to come here and have a taste from the Israeli culture that is so different in so many ways from other cultures. And the only way to... Learn about this culture is experience it here in Israel. What are the benefits for the companies who, who started this dialogue with Israeli companies? I'm talking about the water and wastewater utilities that have this dialogue with the Israeli companies. So the benefit for the U.S. water and wastewater utilities is that by coming here and meeting so many innovative technologies, they created for themselves a holistic solution composed of mixed technologies such as uh, leak detection uh, using satellite, um, identifying pollution sources by monitoring the wastewater systems, and innovative technologies for a treatment plant using membranes. So effectively, they looked at the Israeli water sector as a large supermarket? I would say so, mm-hmm. yes, in good prices too. Uh, <laughs> and we're the best uh, leaders um, and drivers of those technologies. Um, so I think what they liked most, and that was their feedback to me, is the uh, energy that they felt coming out of these companies, the passion that the team members have showed uh, during the uh, site visits. Very good investors as well. So uh, we have got a... Uh very interesting ecosystem about investing in companies in Israel in the water sector which is very rare in, mm-hmm. in, in if you compare that in the world it is an area that you in some markets you cannot see much investors in in this area in the water market and in Israel we have a very interesting ecosystem of investment in water as well 
We will talk about the axioms of investment in the water sector after this break, a short break, and we'll be right back. Wish to learn more about Israeli technologies and the Israeli water sector? The people of Israel Newtech will be glad to answer your questions. Log on to IsraelNewTech.com and don't forget to follow Waterline on Facebook to get updates and give us your feedback. You can also follow me on Twitter at IdanC79. And now, back to the episode. Before the break, I said that we're going to talk about uh, investments axioms when it comes to water. To invest in water, you must have deep pockets, and it's a marathon because the return on investment takes a long time. Shoot. There are two kinds of investments uh, in the water industry, so... Some investments are in capital-intensive technologies, such as uh, desalination plants. In those cases, I agree with you. Um, those technologies are capital-intensive, require a lot of time to bring ROI for investors. In those cases, what is needed is uh, our uh, private and public partnerships, and that's the way it is being done here. The famous PPPs. Yeah, the famous PPPs. But there are many other kind of technologies going into the water industry, such as IOT technologies, Internet of Things technologies, such as technologies that monitor leaks using sensors that are deployed in the wastewater or water um, networks. Those technologies are not capital intensive. They are um, those companies are as any other software companies, they provide service. They grow very rapidly. ROI is very fast for investors, and you can find many of these uh, great companies in Israel. And yet, you know, investing in an algorithm that uh, finds the best photo from 100 photos that you've uploaded and investing in a company that develops an algorithm for, you know, something that we all use but we never think about, meaning the water industry, I think that we all know where investors would prefer to put their money because... Facebook will end up buying Facebook you know as a as a as a generic name will end up buying the the company that developed the algorithm for the finding the best photo rather than buying the company that developed the algorithm for the water sector there are many uh, global corporations that are acting and operating in the water and wastewater industry such as Huck Silem uh, Schneider ABB Siemens um, and others they are all looking for uh, those innovative uh, software solutions for the water and wastewater industry that could complement their services. And I can add to that that as, as a water technology provider, water is a, is a blue ocean. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities there because mm -hmm. th there is a lot of pressure on the water sector to reduce prices, to become more environmental, to reduce the damage to environment, and because water become a rare. We are all using water. That's why there's 
huge opportunities here. And there's, since there's not much technologies, the opportunity is endless. This is from one side. The other side is a great place for both entrepreneurs and investors to do something significant that influences every, every person in the world and can do good. And this can be done in the water industry. So investing in the water industry is not only a big business opportunity, it's also a big impact opportunity to do and to change reality. We neglected one listener up to this point, and I'm talking about engineers. They are going to attend WOTEC. What should they expect? So engineers should uh, expect meeting again uh, innovative uh, technologies that they would be able to bring back to their um, state country and uh, implement in projects uh, with utilities they're working on, uh, technologies that they've never seen before, never met. Uh, in addition, they will encounter a new type of management of projects that is unique to Israel, which is done and in a very informal uh, way, unstructured way, when everyone collaborates uh, with each other. I think that the most unique experience that engineers can have here is um, their opportunity to have an informal dialogue with uh, utility leaders such as uh, DC Water, Denver Water, WSSC. So they will meet here the, the leading water utilities in Europe, in uh, utility, water utilities from Greece, from, uh, from France, from Italy, from Spain, and from other European countries, as well as from Australia, from India, and from the Far East. And it's not just meeting uh, as we meet people in different conferences in the U.S., big conferences that you go, you meet, you take a business card uh, and, and leave here. We're going to create a setting for them to interact very personally and for a long time get deeply into interpersonal uh, conversations, have them spend time together, visit different sites together, um, talk about different aspects of the water industry and other shared experiences from the past and more importantly, talk about future partnerships and create business together. This is our goal for this WOTEC this year. Are you ready for a trivia question? She's no. ready. <laughs> February 16th, 1966. Okay, a song was recorded on that day. James Brown is the singer. And it uh, was number eight on Billboard's Hot 100. Can you guess what that song was? Has to do with water. No, actually it has to do with women. It's with called, women, that's yeah, what I meant. It's, it's called This is a Man's World. Mm. And I'm asking you, mm. is it a man's world, Gilly? Not anymore. So unfortunately, we do see um, not as many women as men in the water industry, uh, but we are aiming to change that. And the women participation in the water industry is increasing over the years. Our goal for WOTEC is to have more than 50% women speakers. And we did have a lot of traction now in the U.S. from women to come and speak uh, at WOTEC. What's the glass ceiling in the water industry? So in the it's water not, sector. Yeah, it's, not, it's not specific to the water industry. It's specific for business opportunities for women. The glass ceiling exists not only for women, but all kinds of uh, minority people. 
So I, I think that the glass ceiling is an ancient uh, term that is long not in use anymore. Um, it comes not only from the water industry, but from the business. Um, so, uh, But we do see now that uh, there are more and more women leaders in the water industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at um, those great leaders uh, from the U.S. water and wastewater uh, utilities, and most of them are coming to speak at WOTEC. Uh, so Barbara Wilson from um, Denver uh, Wastewater Metro Reclamation District, Kishia Powell from uh, the city of Atlanta, Carla Reed from WSSC, Yvonne Forrest from the city of uh, Houston, uh, Christina uh, Ahmadpour from Isle Utilities, um, Kerry Romano from San Jose, city of San Jose, um, Sarah Reed uh, from Brown and Caldwell, Karen Burgi from Black and Beach, and Deborah Coy, a general partner at XVP, is coming also to speak at Wotec. It sounds to me like just name dropping. No, but these are the uh, greatest uh, leaders of the water and wastewater industry. So these are the biggest uh, water and wastewater utilities in the U.S. and the leading engineering firms that I just mentioned. And we have also great women coming from Europe as well, like mm. Margarita Xantakis from EDAP, the water utility of Athens. And we have Emanuela Padroni, the CEO of TA from Italy, and Sonia Busa from uh, Breschini in Italy. Of course, Blanca Ozelek from the GWI will be there, and she will guide one of our panel. And Evelyn Valestva from Leoden in Holland, and lots of lots of others. Now, we talked about many things. And we talked about the fact that Wotec 19 in Tel Aviv is aiming for more than 50% of its speakers to be women. If I'm going to ask you to summarize in one sentence, what would be the most important experience of Wotec 19 for its attendees? I believe that uh, WOTEC 19 in Tel Aviv is a unique opportunity to interact informally with decision makers in the water and wastewater industries in a fun environment. For me, this is the place to look into the future. This is the place where technologies are invented. This is the place where technologies are born. Waterline was brought to you by Israel Newtech and is a PI Media Production.